Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of your favorite side show on the Horror Movie Night feed, Soundtracking. Uh, after discussing Dracula 2000 and its crazy new metal soundtrack, uh, we had no choice but to also discuss the soundtrack, uh, which put out by Columbia TriStar Records. So, so there's that. Uh, so Dracula 2000, according to the Wikipedia page, is the first soundtrack compilation based on the film Dracula 2000. I imagine it's also the only soundtrack uh, that was put out. Uh, it was released on December 12th, 2000 through Sony Records. The soundtrack contains music from heavy rock metal artists, including Pantera, Disturbed, Power Man 5000, Godhead featuring Marilyn Manson, System of a Down, Linkin Park, Taproot, Head Planet Earth, Saliva, and many more. The soundtrack contains songs from their previous studio albums. Oh, boy. Yeah. And <laughs> Spider-One is listed as a producer. Oh. <laughs> yes, that's... it is his name. I knew it. <laughs> as well as Wayne Static. <laughs> yeah, I, I can see that for sure. And Diamond Daryl. Man, they just pulled a bunch of random people from each one of these bands <laughs> as producers. Yeah, <laughs> I can't believe Virgin Records didn't do this. I mean, <laughs> I mean they're all over the movie. So, um, all right, so so let's let's rock through this this track list. I barely remember. I remember two of these songs, so I'm I'm hanging on the hope that Scott and Stephen can remind me where these songs popped up. So we kick off the soundtrack with "Ultra Mega" by Power Man Five Thousand. Mm. Um. It's a good track. I can't. I I will voice on the ones that I remember. I listen Honestly, to this. Honestly, every song. Power Man Five Thousand song sounds the same, so it yep. doesn't matter. Completely <laughs> agree. You could uh, just basically be like, "Is this song? Is this song by pa- Power Man Five Thousand? Yes. Does it sound like Space <laughs> is it Lord just... Mother Mother? Yes. <laughs> yeah, but that's but that's Monster Magnet. Everything he does is like he's kind of just yelling really he's talking really loud he's like ultra mega to the death and then that's it the entire song oh i do remember that song <laughs> uh all right so then so there's the power man 5000 song we dive into disturbed ooh, with a welcome uh, burden um disturbed is one of those bands that i listen to every once in a while and just cannot wrap my head around how that band not only was popular, but has remained popular. Like, of all of the bands on this soundtrack, arguably probably one of the two bands that is still putting out albums 
that are getting them like tons of radio play. And that baffles me. Yeah, this was a Chicago band. And when I started coming up here, 2002, uh, Disturbed was big up here. And I had no idea that they were from here until I moved here. And it just blew my mind. Yeah, they're all over, especially in the early 2000s up here. Ridiculous. Yeah. Oh, God. Like, I I mean, when the sickness came out, of course, Mario gave me a copy because that's what friends do in the 90s. Um, It was good but not great but then they got bigger and bigger and i didn't understand it like the the when their second record came out i want to say that was was that 2001 or 2002 but when their second record came out they had they were on mtv all the time and i could not understand it because the second record was not as good as the first one which is really not saying much at all you know what this band must have been easy to work with because like you're saying on mtv they were everywhere they must have just have been a really good band to work with, and that's why they just kept going. Maybe. Also um, because, like, new metal in general, and particularly music like Disturbed, is kind of like the skim milk of metal. You know, it's not really... It's not going to offend anyone. You know, it's very, very... Uh, pasteurized metal. There's nothing dangerous about it. Well, and I've said this before, but I, with the topic of new metal in, in general, um, I genuinely believe that the WWE has single-handedly kept new metal relevant by just... No, no, Matt, still, new metal is not relevant. I promise. But, it, but like, but what I'm saying is like, the only people I know who still enjoy new metal are wrestling fans because those are still the bands that they're tapping to like hey, we need a new guy's theme. Let's call up Disturbed or let's call up, like, Limp Bizkit. Five-fingered death punch. Yeah, like, Kid Rock was just inducted in the WWE Hall of Fame. Like, like they are clinging to that new metal because it was during that three-year period where everyone watched wrestling, and they're like, maybe that was the secret. (laughs) (laughs) Man, I think you just figured out why I don't like wrestling. (laughs) But uh, I will say that there is one song that I genuinely like by Disturbed, and it's their cover of Land of Confusion I actually really enjoyed. Um, That's but right. I, I mean, it's I a pretty hate, good cover. I hate their cover of Shout. I hate their yeah. cover of... Uh, did they do Sounds of Silence recently? Because that was terrible. Recently? Uh, you're not. You're asking the wrong person. Yeah, I mean, just imagine Disturbed doing like, Hello, darkness, my old friend. Wow. <laughs> it's, it's bad. That sounds I terrible. I not imagining that... Wow, they did that? <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine it. It just kind of just blew my mind. Uh, so, not related to this at all. Thing that blew my mind as far as music goes. Um, I If I say the name M.O.P., you guys probably don't know immediately who that is. But if I say the song Anti Up, you probably do. Like this, it's probably like the angriest rap song ever, and you hear it in like <laughs> movies constantly where it's like, Anti Up, not that fool! Anti Up, not that fool! Like, those guys what? collaborated. Those guys collaborated on a song with LFO on the Dr. Doolittle soundtrack. And I looked it up, and it's just like straight up like Summer Girls. Like, it just sounds like Summer Girls. Like, it's just, you know. Just like, oh, life is good, life is good. And then, like, this rap verse just comes on. It's like, motherfucker, what do you want from this? Like, it's like <laughs> the most insane, like, why are these two people on a track together? Um, you just 
Oh, you just took my head down like a weird ass rabbit hole that I didn't know this existed. <laughs> uh, all right. So next track on the soundtrack is Bloodline by Slayer. Ah, Slayer! sorry, I said the Slayer. name. Wrong. Uh, This is actually a pretty solid song. I do. I I do like Slayer as much as I hate their fans uh, because they're all fucking skinheads. Uh, That's like me with uh, the Insane Clown Posse. Oh, God. What? No, I don't like ICP. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck out of here, Matt. Um, So uh, I, I do like God Hates Us All. It's a good record. I mean, it's not a great record but as far as everything that they did after rain and blood pretty damn good record this isn't the best song on it but it's a pretty good song um and as far Scott, as god doesn't hate you yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway so i i do like bloodline it's a really good slow groovy kind of metal song which is not my usual thing especially not for slayer but uh it, it works so well for this and i'm pretty positive that they got paid to make, to write a song for this record specifically. Okay. Uh, so next up, uh, we talked about it in the episode very briefly. Probably my favorite song on the uh, the soundtrack, "System of the Downs" cover of the Metro. Uh, yeah. But that's just because yeah, it's hard for me to dislike anything that System of the Down puts out. I, I mm-hmm. think that they have one of the, in my argument anyway, one of the most flawless like discographies of a band, um, and kind of broke up before they had time to really taint their career. So two thumbs up for me on the System of the Down song. <laughs> That's a Didn't great they cover. come back? Didn't they come back, rejoin around 2010, 2011? Uh, I think they just did like a few reunion shows. The lead singer puts out solo music that sounds like it could be System of the Down stuff. All right, maybe that's that, yeah. Now, I was huge into Toxicity. Oh, man, I I used to deliver pizza, and I used to listen to that (laughs) album all the time. Uh, I just checked the Wikipedia page. From 2010 to 2015, they did reunion shows, but no new music. Uh, But they did say that they were... um, uh, there was a question about them doing a sixth album uh, in a video question and answer session with fans on July 2nd. Uh, one of the band members was asked about the status of the next album, and he responded, I'm waiting for a new album, too, but it's not going to happen. <laughs> so so when guess, bands do re, re, you know, reunion tours like this, I guess someone went broke, needed the money. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's that's. Why do you think the Juice Priest is still around? <laughs> Uh, but yeah, like I'm looking at this five-track discography, and like self-titled was really good. Toxicity was great. Steal this album was probably the one I liked the least, and it was still really yeah. good. And then I really liked Mesmerize and Hypnotize. Um, and they just got weirder and weirder. <laughs> they remind me of that Psychotic Symphony band. Oh God, <laughs> they're way better than Psychotic Symphony. Just, well, just um, I, I mean, I don't think anyone but me would argue that. and even i like struggle with the concept of genuinely arguing that um all right the next track monster magnet a band that i think i own an album from and still only know one song by heads explode um which just based on the title alone the best song to define this movie (laughs) (laughs) well no the problem is that the heads get decapitated not like the bodies get decapitated the heads don't explode so it is kind of a misnomer to have this on there. Also, I just realized that I have Monster Magnet and Power Man 5000 in my brain as the same band. 
Yeah, because I was going to say, you you referred to Space Lord when you were talking about Power Man 5000. Yeah, yeah, it's because I think they're the same fucking band. (laughs) Which I do like the song Space Lord. It's a good song, but you don't need an entire discography to, like, get that point across. Power Man 5000 and Monster Magnet both only do one song. It just, they broke it out into 20 songs. Do you want to hear something that's going to make you dislike Monster Magnet even more? I thought Um, you were going to say dislike you even more. I was like, ah. uh, (laughs) I believe that Monster Magnet was a huge uh, influence on Kid Rock when he went from, like, rap to metal. Because I think the I Am The Bull God song ties into some type of, like, like mythology within Monster Magnet's albums. Because, I don't know, I guess they're one of those bands that has, like, a story, like a Coheed and Cambria, but, like, not nearly as defined storyline. So, basically, they're guar but shitty. Yeah. <laughs> Without the costumes. So, they're, they're below je- Green Jelly. <laughs> oh, Wow. <laughs> Man, we are ripping hard on these bands. Hey, man, Green Jelly formed into Tool, so I'm I okay mean, with it. If you look at it one way, yes. <laughs> I, I, That's one of my favorite musical trivia facts is that Maynard from Tool is the person who does the not by the hair on my chinny chin chin in the Three Little Pigs song. <laughs> Which is Jelly's only fucking song that nah, anybody knows about. they had a full album. It was great. No, <laughs> I, the- I know. I'm saying, like... <laughs> People only know that. Misadventures of Shitman's a great jam. <laughs> Serial killer about Toucan Son of Sam. <laughs> All right, so now the only collaboration on the album, you got Godhead featuring Marilyn Manson. It's a dream come true for any industrial kid. Uh, break you down. <laughs> yep, never. I don't remember this song at all. I don't think I've genuinely ever listened to a song by Godhead. I feel like I've seen the name hundreds of times, never knew a song by theirs. Kind of got into Manson in college, like way after Manson was popular, because that was like 2007. I I like randomly picked up um, the album that had uh, the fight song on it, uh, Hollywood. And I was like, this is really good. And it made me like listen to a bunch of his other stuff. And I, I think that he has at this point become a huge parody of himself but like the first couple Manson records I think are fairly solid albums. I was scared by the Beautiful People song when I first heard it. I mean that was also what 97 uh, Yeah. But uh, I, I, I was like this music is scary. <laughs> he was really good at playing that character and then it's like it's really interesting to see him in like Bowling for Columbine or any type of sit down interview where you're like wow this guy's like so articulate and like smart but, like, the character that he played was just, like, insane person who would, like, tear your parents' head off and shit down their neck and then tell you about it. <laughs> yeah, but here's the best part about Marilyn Manson is that you're right. He's a parody of himself now because I think he's addicted to opiates because um, he's been, like, fucking up his his shows lately and stuff like that. Because I get I don't know. I think he's got a some sort of drug addiction or... Maybe he's an alcoholic or something, but like... Well, Scott, he doesn't like the drugs. The drugs like him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I just mean, like, I think that he might be one of the last rock stars, you know? That makes sense. Like, like unhinged, dangerous rocks. Because, like, now, like, rock radio is three songs by 21 Pilots. Yeah. Or Imagine Dragons. Like, it's, like, it's yeah, not... Yeah, those, those bands are, like, businessmen, which I respect and appreciate. Whereas... Rock stardom kind of died when the internet became 
a thing. I, I, that's my pet theory. And I think that because of that, the idea of being an unhinged rock musician needing a handler is no longer a thing. And so bands kind of have to be their own handlers. And so yeah. the ones that do well are the ones that are businessmen, like what I think of Imagine Dragons. You know, I, I don't really yeah. listen to their music. I don't know about any sort of tabloid shit that they may get into. I'm just saying you know. that my, my two cents <laughs> is like, I, I'm pretty sure that those bands succeed because they run their band like a business. Whereas Marilyn Man- Marilyn Manson, Marilyn Manson um, was a shock rocker, you know, like he's not a metal musician. He's a shock rocker. And so he got paid to be absurd. Yeah, he his job was to shock people. Um, yeah, now, all those shock those shock rock bands of the late '90s, you know, Marilyn Manson, Tool, Carrie Underwood, they're all just going away. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so next up, probably the most well known song uh, on the soundtrack, uh, "One Step Closer" by Linkin Park, the closing credit song. I remember where this one popped up. It was in the closing credits. Yeah, yeah, they saved <laughs> the best for last. Uh, I am unapologetically a, a really big Linkin Park fan. Um, I, I will say that a big portion of it is because they do something similar to what I think My Chemical Romance does, which is that every album is very, very different than the album before it. Um, you know, like the first album, super new metal. Second album was a little new metal, and then like they did like an almost strictly hip hop album, and then they did like an electronic album, and like they always were kind of like playing around with style and and kind of changing things so that always kept it interesting enough for me to be like oh i wonder what like what version of lincoln park am i getting on this next album? <laughs> um <laughs> but i also 100 percent understand anybody not liking lincoln park uh but i am I, I was a little upset about chester chester's death uh last yeah. year well you can you can hate lincoln park and still feel bad that he died oh yeah I'm not saying but, anyone was like good. <laughs> like, well, no, I'm sure there were people that were like good, but is, we don't need to, we don't need to feed those trolls. So the best thing about Lincoln Park is that this song is two minutes and thirty seven seconds long. Making it I the really, shortest song on the album, you can just get right in, <laughs> right into Pantera, avoid the light. <laughs> well, the no, longest I mean, song on the soundtrack. <laughs> yeah, I mean, oh man, it, I know that I'm probably going to get shit on so bad for this, but I've never liked Pantera. I was going to ask you because I. I've maybe found two songs that I've liked by them. They never really connected with me. Have you ever listened to their first album when they were like a hair metal band? Yeah, I've I've listened to their entire discography. And I respect Dimebag Daryl. I mean, honestly, he was the driving force of that band. And, and, you know, like, I, I respect his guitar playing. I hate the fact that he created so many musicians that try to emulate his guitar style because his guitar his solo style is kind of obnoxious in my opinion it's just totally my opinion but the thing that kills pantera for me is fucking phil anselmo like i i hate him i hate his stage presence (laughs) he's just a a junky asshole and he's i i mean i know that you said unapologetic like it's it's kind of the word for for phil anselmo he's just a bad dude and people some people really like that. They like the fuck you attitude. They like the fact that he's very abrasive. And I hate his vocal attack. I, I mean, even from just a strictly musical perspective, like I cannot stand the way that he sounds and he kills this band for me. Like I love thrash metal and I would consider Pantera, 
early. Anything before Cowboys from Hell, and maybe some of Cowboys from Hell, is like thrash to me. But um, it's just I can't listen to Pantera. My favorite Pantera song is actually on the Crow soundtrack. Their song "The Badge" that's on there. I don't know that song. Well, one day we'll get to it on soundtracking, (laughs) and I can get shit on for shitting on Pantera again. (laughs) Uh, So. This Static X song, you had mentioned this earlier. In the oh, episode. this is the one that must be in the, the, the... They all sound the same, though. That's what I'm saying. It's like it, it, so what they, is this? Is they, sorry. Artigo Undead. Um, yeah. I, I thought that it was called something else on the, the, the actual Wisconsin Death Trip album, but uh, whatever. Um, all their songs sound the same. <laughs> well, apparently this one was on their their second album, uh, Machine. Oh, really? Oh, so maybe was. So, are you on their discography right now? I just clicked. Uh, I'm on the Wikipedia page, so the song was linked. I was like, "Ooh, this will tell me things." Let me, I'm actually gonna look up Wisconsin Death Trip. But um, but here's the interesting thing about it is that the song. So the the album Machine didn't come out until almost a year after. Uh, okay, a couple. No, almost a year after uh, the the Dracula 2000 soundtrack. So this was yeah. recorded for the soundtrack and then appeared on their next album. Yeah, yeah. But Wisconsin Death Trip's the one that has Push It. Yeah, <laughs> it's got Push It and Love Dump, man. Fucking love I love dump. listening to all this and not knowing one word you guys are saying. <laughs> I'm like, what the hell is... Oh, okay, all right, all right, all right. So I'm looking at the track listing for Wisconsin Death Trip. It goes, Push It, I'm With Stupid, Bled For Days, Love Dump, I Am, Otsegolation, which is the one that I was thinking of. Okay. Because so they, they did, Otsego must be a part of Wisconsin that they were from or something, I don't know. And then there's Stem, Sweat of the Bud, which is obviously about smoking marijuana, Fix, Wisconsin Death Trip, The Trance is the Motion, and December. Um, man, they were... They were something. <laughs> right, so, speak, so speaking of bands that were something, um, Head Planet Earth is the next Head band. PE, they're still touring. I, I play music with a guy who does drum tech for them when they tour. <laughs> uh, with the song Swan Dive. Um, all I remember about Head PE is that my brother downloaded a song on my computer and it was labeled as Cottonmouth Kings, but it was actually <laughs> Head P.E. And it was the song, um, it was like, Clits, Tits, and Bong Heads or something like what that. What the fuck? But here's the thing is that why, I don't know what's more embarrassing. The fact that your bro- well, you or your brother would have any interest in Cottonmouth Kings. And secondly, that you would be like, yeah, sure, I'll listen to this song called Clits, Tits, and Bong Rips. Yeah. Hey, I mean, was... like, the 90s <laughs> were a weird time. I, um, I have a mixed... Wait, oh my god, this is even more baffling. Head P.E. has a song called Dracula. Like, why... And what did they... He's not... Dude, wait, what's the... What... Was that one out before this movie, no, or...? No, it was right after this movie, but that's still fucking hysterical to me. <laughs> they probably uh, wrote it <laughs> while watching yeah. this movie. It's kind of like when Mark wrote uh, Going Away to College after watching Can't Hardly Wait. He was like, oh, oh God, man. Yes. I wanted to see what our song sounds like in this movie, and it's really inspired me to sit down and pen a song called Dracula. Um, <laughs> so, 
The next track is Taproot Day by Day, which I can only imagine is a cover from the song from Godspell. Ah, that's exactly <laughs> what I keep thinking. And all I can see is the, and I don't even know anything from Godspell except for that because of Wet Hot American Summer. <laughs> when, uh, when Michael Showalter is playing the old comic and he goes, one of my favorite songs Day by day. <laughs> My cousin was so disappointed I didn't like Taproot. I remember coming home and visiting. He's like, you gotta listen to this band, man. And he put it in and I was just like, eh, I'm kind of past that. <laughs> I was like such a dick. <laughs> I don't know why, but like Taproot, I don't remember anything about the band, right? But I'm looking at the, like just the name brings up Trapped to me in my head like the like headstrong i'll take you on like that band um and i don't even know if they sound anything like that but i feel like i always associated (laughs) the kids who enjoyed uh taproot and that hoobastank song crawling in the dark with kids who also liked crawling in the dark is the best hoobastank song and that's not saying much but it's a pretty fun song um now we've got three bands i have never heard of uh endo with malice Mm. Nope. Nope. All right. We got Fly- the next band is fucking Flybanger. Flybanger with Blind World. I don't know. I don't even know that song. I and I'm gonna be completely honest with you. I didn't listen to the soundtrack to like bone up for this. I just was gonna wing it, and it's good because this music is awful. <laughs> like uh, Flybanger. Just let that sink in. So so I clicked on their wiki page. Okay, this is the biggest, most egregious issue that I will ever have. A band like Flybanger has a wiki page, but my metal band doesn't. So the band started out performing under the name Jar. They released two albums under that name. Because there was more than one other band with the same name, the band decided to rename their group Flybanger and released an EP and then released their album Head Trip to Nowhere as Flybanger. Um... The band broke up and then reformed as the band Jar, but with two R's. (laughs) Yeah, that's the most annoying part about uh, new metal is the fact that no one can spell. Yeah, Uh, but pretty much they they did not have a very lengthy career, it seems. Um, not but yet they get to have a wiki page. What the they fuck? get to have a wiki page. Every band on this soundtrack has a wiki page, even Halfcocked, who I don't know, yeah. uh, with the song Sober. I'm going to click into that one, too, because curiosity is overwhelming. <laughs> um, they had a song on the Shrek soundtrack. They did a cover of Bad Reputation. And to further prove my point, they were on the WWE Tough Enough soundtrack. <laughs> <laughs> and we've come full circle. So I was going to, on this little Zencaster that we're doing this on, my nickname that was too long was Amy's Awesome Adventure. <laughs> and it said, no, you can't come in. <laughs> um, all right. So the last song on this soundtrack is a song that I have on like three different Burnt albums because I really like this song when it came out. And that is Saliva, Your Disease. Not even Click Click Boop. The single before <laughs> Click Click Boom, where he's like doing this really bad, like POD style rap, where he's like, What a I fucking hate this band. <laughs> I'm unpolished. No, I'm- fuck this band. My brothers used to listen to these guys all the 
time. And he, that man is so ugly, the lead singer. Oh, I hate them! He's like Rob Zombie without the makeup to make him look like Rob Zombie. He just naturally looks like Rob Zombie. <laughs> I don't even look. I, I, I don't know anything about this band. Like, I, I, <laughs> I just Googled saliva. That was a mistake. It is gross. <laughs> it's just babies like, wah. <laughs> he looks like a shitty carnival guy. Or do you remember oh, yeah, Click Click Boom? Of course I remember Click Click Boom. It was in the commercial for any movie that featured a car. <laughs> <laughs> Man, you're right. The lead singer is ugly as shit. Oh, he's like a rejected carnival worker. Oh, I hate him. <laughs> Man, can you, can you imagine what it'd be like to be rejected from carnival work? Him! That's why he's in this band! I don't think he got rejected from carnival work. I think him and the other carnies are like, hey, we should form a band. (laughs) 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 What do you think uh, a carny band would sound like? New metal? Exactly. (laughs) He's like, hey man, I can't get to practice today. I'm busy running the Ferris wheel, but maybe after... (laughs) Oh shit, I should, I should put this in their Wicca page. Like, I should put the rejected carnival workers who formed a band. <laughs> they were all working on the Music Express ride, and we're like, we can make better music. <laughs> Fucking carnivals and saliva. So that was Dracula 2000. Man, I'm looking at the list of some of the upcoming soundtracks that we're planning to do for soundtracking, and I'm thinking about the fact that we did Dracula 2000, and... Man, that is the only soundtrack that we picked for this entire podcast that we have absolutely no nostalgic or emotional connection to anything tied to that soundtrack, except for shitting on the pants. <laughs> no, I, I like Bloodline. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, Stephen, thank you for joining us on this little sideshow. How about you tell people where people, if people are really loving hearing your voice, because I know I do. Tell them where they can listen to more of that sexy, sexy Stephen Bay sound. Oh, you can come to Analog Jones in the Temple of Film. I can't keep that up. Analog Jones in the Temple of Film. We are a VHS podcast, and we look into the box art, the trailers, and behind the scenes. We wax nostalgia. That's my pitch. This nostalgia is pretty hairy. Um, Wow. We'll be back next month with another soundtracking episode. I know what it's going to be about, and I am very, very excited. Um, if you have soundtracks that you think that we should be talking about, how about you shoot us an email at hmnpodcast at gmail.com. And if you are sitting there and you're like, man, I've listened to all of the episodes. I'm listening to these bonus episodes. I wish that there was more. There's not enough of Scott and Matt's sexy, silky voice in my eardrum. Sign up for our Patreon account. Not only for the $5 do you get our Wicker Man bonus episode that is exclusive to the Patreon account, but you will also have a chance, if you pay the $10 tier, to, like, hang out with us on Skype every other month. Uh, Those are usually a pretty fun, like, two hours. We'll watch a movie. We'll shoot the shit. We'll get to know some of y'all. You'll get shout-outs like our boy Morgan, who made us watch Dracula 2000. Uh, Anyway... That is it. Thank you guys for listening. Steven's got to get to brunch, so his day is about to be a lot better than ours. (laughs) He's going to to brunch to meet a baby, so who knows? That's right. I'll put in a request right now. You guys ever do Wild Wild West? I'll be there. Wild Wild West. Yeah, Um, Jim West. Desperado. (laughs) Rough Rider. 
You don't want Nato. Nato, Nato, running this six gun in this. <laughs> <laughs> you put, you do that soundtrack. I will, I will fly to your house and kiss you. <laughs> Can you fly to mine instead? Yeah, sure. What the hell? It's on the way. You're listening to the Geekscape Network. 